Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. And joining us now is Alice Shen, uh, Investments and Capital Markets Senior Associate at VanEck Australia, discussing her China markets outlook. Alice, thank you for joining us. When you look at uh, your investment propositions in China, how much attention, how much of it is clouded by what's happening in the property among the property developers? Hi, Richard. Thanks for having me here. Yes, indeed. The property market downturn has uh, really been ongoing for a while. And I think it is a crucial uh, problem for the Chinese government to solve as soon as possible because it accounts for 20% of uh, China's GDP. But uh, we think that there are still pockets of opportunities in the Chinese equity space, especially in the consumer and uh, local IT names. You have to be pretty bold. Uh, we had a bad July. Uh, we had the CSI 300 down 7%. We mentioned that uh, other markets, like uh, in the U.S., the S&P 500 was up 9% uh, during the month. And in China, there's so many problems. There's not just the the property crisis, but there's the the, the COVID flare-ups and the lockdowns. Uh, there's There's also policy generally, which I think many people would say hasn't been uh, hasn't been that sound, actually. Uh, and you've got a manufacturing slowdown now. You had a contraction in July, and you have weak consumption. So who's brave enough to go go long China now? It is a good question. Um, we actually had a bit more clarity from the latest Politburo meeting um, last week um, that the policymakers are now going to be more lenient towards the platform economy. They said that it will be the end of the targeted rectification for those companies now. So I think in terms of the tech crackdown perspective, it will be put into the back burner for the rest of the year. And uh, we've also been monitoring the momentum in the CSI 300 space, and we can actually see the um, local IT names gaining more momentum compared to three months ago. So I think investors need to keep a close eye in those space and uh, there might be potential upside with uh, relaxation of COVID strategy. But the thing is, we just keep on having that zero COVID policy come in and ruin everything, if you wish. But you know, if you had to be invested in China, where would you look? Well, we, we like um, consumer staples names, B 
because usually they have a big brand name and they generally have a bigger pricing power because the demand is relatively inelastic, such as food and the beverage. Um, as I mentioned earlier, we also like some local IT names such as Bowsite, which is listed in the um, Asia market. Its main business is to digitize the steel industry that has historically been one of the brown industries. This is not only a um, play in automation, but also a play in ESG as China too is on track to continue its carbon neutrality journey by 2060. You know, with a more specific question on the property market, I know it's not your first choice there, but uh, a lot of people would be concerned. And, and so the question I've been posing this morning is, is the main issue for Chinese developers uh, liquidity or solvency? At this moment, we are seeing it is still just a liquidity issue from the data we've seen so far. The mortgage um non-payment suspension accounts for roughly 1.4% of the total outstanding mortgage balance. If it were to turn to bad debt, it will hit the banking sector for sure. But as, as um, far as we can see at the moment, it is still manageable based on the PBOC stress test. So I think um, the bottom line here is PBOC, local government, and also state-owned developers really need to work together in a timely manner to prevent the spillover effect to the wider economy. So, you know, the thing is that uh, ultimately you are, have to enter China with a great deal of trepidation. And when you talk about local government, I mean, local government debt is also massive here. And, you know, how much of an issue is that for you as an investor? They do have quite significant power, and we believe they will utilize the tools that they have to stimulate the economy, the local economy, and to make sure um, it is stable for the uh, remaining of the year. Okay, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, really good, Alice. Alice Shen here, Investments and Capital Markets Senior Associate. Uh, saying that uh, basically she likes consumer and domestic IT sectors. This is Bloomberg. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.